Welcome to Cupify This. I'm Sandy Phoenix. And I'm Chris Phoenix. This show is aimed towards understanding your basic human needs, how they influence behaviours, and how the Phoenix Cups framework can help you live a fulfilling life with full cups. So join us as we dive into a world of psychology and philosophy and have a whole lot of fun cupifying the world around us. Did we just make that word up? I think we did, but it's our podcast. Let's do it. Hey, welcome back. We had a bit of a break. We did, didn't we? <laughs> Sorry about it. We just got really busy. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I was going to say, it might have been a break for um, for those listening to us, but it wasn't for us, was it? Really? No. No, and thank you. If you listen every week, hi, Beck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we are here and we really appreciate yes. you hanging in there with us. Uh, sometimes it gets real hackers around here. <laughs> Actually, I think there's a podcast in our Tender application alone. I think that could do an episode alone. Oh, but I don't... my gosh, we did. We just got a Tender in it nearly. It, it hurt us. On the, on the <laughs> spot. We'll give you the short version right now, but... We lodged it at the minute it was due. Yeah, we and, actually and all kinds of dramas. It was like a movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the last hour before it was due, it was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. And then and it was, all of us it felt are like kind Wall of just, Street. People are was, shouting and was. paper was flying and, <laughs> and computers five. were crashing. And, and then five minutes too, we're like, we've got it, we've got it, submit. And then we got booted off the system because we were too <laughs> long. Anyway, so our receipt, our official receipt from the uh, the government department is that we we uh, applied at two p.m., which was when it. Was which was cut off time, so yeah. So there was even tears happening in the office. That oh, was man. it was amazing. It was intense, but um, was... It, pretty sure you don't really no. need to hear all that. But no, but... that's that. Well, that's, that's what was excuse. happening in our in that's, our. That's how our dog ate the homework. Um, <laughs> yeah. Excuse, and we're we're really sorry, but it was fully intense. It was, uh, and it, on top of that, you finally all your PhD has gone through. Yeah, you're officially. Not, a... It hasn't gone through. I haven't finished it. No, I'm, you're not. You're no, not I'm that the, guy yet. The, that, but uh, you that. have uh, all the all the paperwork is done, and you're officially yep. a PhD student at Griffith University. Woot. Yes. And of course, I'm studying because you know I just like to make my life a little more difficult. Yeah, so, but we're busy I, enough. yeah, but I'm studying at the moment. I'm studying values-based leadership, and and I've got some fodder there actually. I've got a podcast brewing around that. Uh, I've got some thoughts about leadership and cups, but not today. No. All right. Hi, and thanks for coming back to us, and welcome back. Yes. And today's podcast is well, we're not really sure where it's going to go. We've got some ideas. We've had big chats today. Yeah. Uh, we've mapped out some ideas. I'm tr- we're trying to pull them together in a case coherent whole, but we have no idea what's going to happen. But it came out because you said you've just finished reading Will Smith's book. Yeah, yeah. That was my um, my kind of dessert of that evening. So I'd read intense philosophy during the day, being in time, phenomenology, <laughs> and when I need something a bit, bit lighter of an evening. So well, you I, can't I read, exactly um, call Will Smith junk food. It's not <laughs> junk food, but it's it was just a bit Kinda, kinda. To, yeah. yeah, it was nicer to read. A yeah. bit of fun. It was, it was fun. Cup it filling. was, yeah. Mm. It, it was a great story. And um, I'm getting to read it next. So, you are. Yep. Uh, but I haven't read it yet. So I just right. am getting the executive summaries. Yep. And tell us about what you were thinking about and, and how you were yeah, cupifying it because yeah. then I just took it in a totally different direction. But well, let's, yeah, let's this, go back to your brain. And that's what I love about this podcast is we, we just have conversations and go, oh, we should be recording this. Yeah. So they're kind of organic these podcasts as they do come out. This one's very organic. We're not Mm. sure where it's going to go. So we'll see if it's good or not. Let's Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) Essentially though, I was reading the the Will Smith book and he's talking about at the start, of course, Will knows nothing about cups just yet. No, we'll teach him about the Phoenix Cups. Yeah. Yeah. When I see him, I'll hand him our book instead. And and maybe he can listen to the podcast. He could play Frank. Yeah. He could play Frank in the book. Yeah. In the next, in the, in the Netflix version. Netflix. I'm thinking bigger. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. 
Think, why think small? Okay, all right, sorry. Yes, he can Hollywood He can Hollywood up yep. the Phoenix Cups of Cups on story and play Frank. Okay, yes. yes, back to the story. So Will Smith, he starts a story talking about his childhood. So one of the things that he realised was that although his home necessarily didn't feel like a safe place, one of the ways he learned to protect his safety cup was through humour, being the funny guy, he realised. So he kind of came the, the family clown straight away because while everybody in the house was laughing... Nobody was angry. So, mm. so he learned earlier on to create this persona, this funny guy persona, right? And as, as such, he says, as he grew up, he continued this. He was either the, you know, the funny guy or the people pleaser. He always had to please everyone. He had to sign every single autograph. And he just never sort of done it for himself. It was always for others. And it's always because behind it all, at the end of the day, was fear. He said it was fear of safety and security. And another cup that he had, well, a cup that I view, is his mastery cup. So his dad was ex-military and came from a completely different time mm. uh, and different hardships that he had to endure. So he instilled that into his son. So at any moment, Will feel like he could always lose just about absolutely everything. So his two dominant cups as he, as he was going through, were, although he was fun and filling the fun cup, at the basis of it, it was to protect his safety cup but at the same time, he was always just focusing completely on his mastery cup. So everything was militant. You know, he mm. ran his household militant, ran his career militant. Mm. He says later on in the book, he had visited X amount of countries, but had never taken a single holiday in his life. And mm. it was it was really, um, really, really interesting. Yeah. But it got me thinking about how we sort of favor these cups. What we think we're doing is favoring and protecting these cups. But at what cost, you know, does it end up emptying those cups? Mm. Yeah, like and this idea of protecting it can end up being a detriment to that cups or your other cups, essentially. Right. Which he obviously realises. I'm looking forward to reading the yep. book uh, over time and experience and wisdom yep. uh, that that he was perhaps not getting some needs needs met to try to meet others. So yep. uh, this was an easy one to kind of cupify. When you were talking about it, there was a few things that were coming to mind for me and. Questions for you, um, playing along at home. And one of the questions that I had was, so what are the behaviours that we do to protect our cups? Of course, the behaviours that I do to protect my cups are going to be different to yours, different to the people listening. So what are they? And this could be a retrospective, sort of reflective question for, for our own personal selves. And then my next question was, what is the function of fear uh, because as Will had identified that fear, or I assume he identified that fear was driving some of this, yep. that he specific, specifically yeah. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so fear, and then I was thinking, okay, what is fear? And fear is really functional behaviour, a functional emotion, mm-hmm. as all our emotions indicate um, can indicate whether a need is met or not met or threatened. So fear is something that, makes us protect our cups so for example if we've managed to create a homeostasis for ourselves where our cups are always half full so if our cups are half full we're not feeling negative emotion because that happens when our need is is less than met and we're not feeling positive emotion because that happens when our need is more met than it is not met so if you imagine a cup and draw a line through the middle of that cup as the level of, of how much need is met, let's go with safety cup, then you've got half of that cup is full of security and the other half is full of will to fill, the empty part of the cup. 
But the uh, you're experiencing a negative emotion when the feel, will to feel gets bigger than the sense of security you've got in the cup. So your homeostasis in this point is not a full cup. It's not a full sense of security that brings all these positive emotions with that. It's just that lack of want that we've talked yeah. about before, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or as Schopenhauer said, the lack of suffering. Yeah. Why do I bring him into every? You just he, can't help. He's himself. not even. Well, he, I mean, I he wasn't even invited him, to this party. But he's not even my favourite philosopher. But he just <laughs> seems he's not to even pop on the, the I've time. got paper everywhere yeah. here. He's not on it. It's, it's, he's just, he's just got a footnote to everything. He can. <laughs> right. You go. Ah, oh, just assume he said so something on this. He probably yeah. did. So this lack of suffering. So if that becomes your homeostasis and not having full carbs, but just having your needs met enough to feel neither negative emotion nor positive emotion then uh, you could, through fear, protect just that. And you could protect it so much that, that you don't get to experience the positive emotion that happens when you feel it. So I want to give some examples. Or, or the detriment of it too. Oh, right, yeah, so, because this is a risk. It, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking so you of, could I fail. Yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, with, with attachment disorders, where you think that you're actually protecting your connection cup, but what happens is you can start to put up those walls and over a time and they start to affect those cups. So let's look at what that looks like for each cup. And I'm not sure what it looks like, but let's have a think together about it. So safety cup, so half, half full safety cup is, um, is a sense of security somewhat. Uh, but then to protect that, the fear to protect that might be avoid taking a risk. And the mm. example you gave is if somebody knows that, that filling their safety cup is important to them and buying a house could potentially do that. Buying a house is both a risk yep. as well as it is, could potentially increase the level of your safety, safety and security, and security yeah. exponentially if you were to succeed at it. Yep. So it could empty it yep. if you weren't to succeed at it or it could really, really fill it. Yep. But fear might stop us doing that and just, again, maintain that homeostasis of a half full cup. Yeah. Then there's connection. So that's if it's half full, we've got self-worth and potentially we could say belonging in that. Uh, but we're not feeling positive emotions associated with connection because it's not more than half full. And we're not feeling any loneliness or massive amounts of disconnection or lack of self-worth because it's just enough in it, right? So we could then... Uh, we, we're going to protect that amount in it by not doing things that will potentially give us more self-worth or more belonging through connections. Yep. Uh, so you gave the example of potentially um, pleasing your partner instead of spending time with your best friend. Or maybe I made up that example. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just projecting that onto you. I, ca I can't even remember. My brain is still foggy from the tender, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. So then there is a freedom cup. So what does that look like if you are wanting to – and this could be not just the same cup. So we could say, for example, the house example is where for fear of failing and, and maintaining just enough security, we're not going to buy that house if we if we follow the fear, mm. right? Yeah. Or if we just feel the fear and then just – go ahead and, yep. and make the plan and just do it, then we're going to get that sense of security. What about for freedom? You gave some examples that were great because I think this really resonates with you about how choosing to protect your uh, some of your other cups might actually be at the de detriment of your freedom cup or uh, so say yeah, connection. So, yeah, so the interconnectedness from cups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thinking that, you know, if I go out and fill my freedom cup, it's going to affect my 
my connection cup. Yeah. So sometimes you forsake that freedom cup to ensure that there's just that homeostasis left in your connection cup. And what that ends up resulting in, both of those cups neither getting filled. Mm. And then there's also maybe um, protecting your freedom, your autonomy by just having a half full freedom cup with just enough autonomy, but you're going to avoid really out there expressing how you really feel or what you think or believe in just to protect what's in it or to protect the other cups. Yeah. So this, and we could talk like this about each of the cups. Mastery, for example, if we've got just enough self-confidence in that and we're neither full and we're neither empty, uh, but... If, if we were to challenge ourselves and really jump out of our comfort zone, we might fail. We might end up with a really empty mastery cup with very little self-confidence or we might succeed. And that succeeding starts to change how what we expect in that cup, how we're comfortable with having that cup and having this this idea of homeostasis. So the example that I was thinking about is, For years and years and years, I presented to audiences of up to about 40 people. And that was just where that was what I did. I was, they were the size teams I was working with. I hadn't put myself into a situation that was out of my comfort zone there. And uh, about eight years ago, um, maybe nine years ago nearly, I was offered the opportunity to speak to 50 managers. And I declined it and I actually tried to get the client to book uh, another consultant, essentially a competitor. I convinced them that they were way better than I was and it was the likes of friends and you and uh, and colleagues that throughout you know that first couple of years of starting to present to bigger audiences that said you need to do this you can do this and so that became my new normal that that self-confidence was able to be filled you know that mastery Mm -hmm. cup filled and that that then I was more comfortable doing that and of course now you know if an audience is only 50 people I'm like oh where's the rest That's yeah, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of <laughs> Susan Jeffers you know feel the fear and do it anyway yeah. she says that, that you know it's on the other side of I love fear. that statement so much yeah. mm. I, I think that is an awesome mantra because when we because well, we do have to feel the fear and the fear yep. motivated me in that particular instance of doing an exceptional job you yep. know of spending weeks preparing of really getting myself psyched up for it and then and motivated me to stand in front of those people with just enough adrenaline to pack a punch you know and succeed at it so um, feeling the fear is also really important rather than dampening it but realizing that it's there to protect us Mm. but there's something we can do about it so I've been saying homeostasis a lot and I just want to yeah I really think that needs to be opened up Mm. to, to what homeostasis is when we're saying that so automatically you're visualizing well i hope you've been visualizing along with us like a half filled cup yeah we, we've got a whiteboard in front of us with different colored markers on with lots of cups with half full yeah yeah <laughs> so the I'm idea that it's not, too, it's not full it's not empty but that's essentially became the baseline so you haven't really been venturing out there to try fill it with fear of losing more mm. in it so uh, homeostasis, according to Britannica, I did some research for you. You're welcome. Britannica, uh, is... did you find like the encyclopedia set on the it's also bookshelf? On the, it's also on the interwebs that now. That weighed more than... <laughs> I don't have that anymore. They have? It's yeah, on the it's, internet? Yeah, it is. It is. You'll find it on the What internet. next will you find on the internet? I know. Um, sorry, back to the task Recipes. at hand. Homeostasis is any self-regulating process by which biological systems tend to maintain stability while adjusting to conditions that are optimal for survival. 
So to cupify this, it's about striving toward optimal, stable functioning in order to survive, mm-hmm. but not necessarily to thrive. Yep. So what if we became so used to half full cups as being the best it gets that our homeostasis yeah. resets to and, half full cups? Yeah. And instantly I'm thinking of neuroplasticity. Yes. Yep. You read my mind. Yes. <laughs> we, we read the same books. That's why. Sometimes we read the same books. We do. Some of your books are boring. <laughs> Some of your books are really boring, particularly when Schopenhauer <laughs> writes them. No, he writes the fun ones. That's why his quotes come out more. Sure he does. You just keep giving me the executive summary. Yeah. So, uh, neuro- Being is time. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. In the everydayness. <laughs> I'm banning Schopenhauer from my next no, podcast. No, no, this is... Okay, great. Excellent. Give me the microphone. All right. So neuroscience shows us that the brain can be changed through neuroplasticity. Yeah. So if situations have stacked up that have been cup emptying after cup emptying, for example, my 2008, it sucked. Yeah. Like it really sucked. You weren't around then. You missed the whole shit show. Yeah. So um, that year, it, uh, there was, and in, in retrospectively, I'm thinking, gosh, I really did reset my homeostasis for what is bad, mm-hmm. which is now awesome. But for a while, I was stuck. So my house burned down while the kids and I were in it. I was unexpectedly pregnant at the time. Three days later, the my baby that I was pregnant with, his uncle died, uh, and we were there. Uh, a couple of days after that, my sister-in-law lost her pregnancy um, and we were pregnant at the same time. I was living in emergency accommodation with other people's secondhand items and clothing and things. And, and gosh, it was hard to move out of that. And if you haven't read Chapter 20 in the Cup Filling Storybook, um, then it. I've just given <laughs> then I've just given a total spoiler away. Uh, so, but read it anyway. Uh, so that really did reset for me and it took me a good couple of years to move beyond that into some post-traumatic growth and it certainly didn't happen straight away. Like, I might have said this on this podcast before but I've certainly said it before and that is a year after this incident the local newspapers called me to do a good news story a year on and they didn't get particularly welcoming or kind words from me. Um, I was like, oh, okay, great. If you can find a good news story <laughs> in this hot mess right now, you're just lying. So uh, it, it does take a little while. So there is, there is these times where this, it just stacks up and it stacks up and it stacks up. And when this happens, our brain receives this information as a new normal. So experiencing negative emotions becomes so normal that we potentially stop striving to fill our cups and we just strive for a homeostasis we just strive for half full so this homeostasis essentially becomes a new cup level is where we're what yeah. we think is a new cup level we yes. realize there's more cup to fill yes which is excellent for survival it is yeah. great for survival mm. but it is not great for happiness and it is not great yeah. for fulfillment and you know what i'm thinking of the story of that have you heard about that guy? I think it was the Vietnam War. They found him like 30 years later in the jungle, still thinking that the war's on. Wow. The war had been finished. He'd still been hiding out, thinking that it's happening. And when they called him, he was still in this sort of, you know, fight or flight, thinking the war's happening. <gasps> right. And it took a while to realise. Because his brain was so rewired. Yeah. And actually thought he was still in it. And it's almost Which a good little... Which kept him alive. It kept him alive. So it's almost a bit of a, an analogy of our brains. It can keep us into that... That mode, that fight or flight <laughs> mode, that thinking that it needs to protect us when actually the, the war's over. 
Yes. So actually, let's talk about trauma as an example. Mm-hmm. When I was studying at uni a long, long time ago in my first and second year, over 20 years ago now, uh, we were often shown brain images of, of how different the brain of a healthy child looks compared to the brain of a child who's been abused. So the latter, our lecturers would say, uh, is clearly damaged. So we were kind of, it was said to us that this is trauma causes brain damage and this is a healthy brain and this is what it looks like and this is how vastly different uh, an unhealthy or, or, or trauma brain experiencing or has experienced trauma looks like. And I recently, however, had that challenged in the most beautiful way. Uh, I interviewed Trent Savile from Complex Care about working with children where their behaviour is a result of really complex trauma. Uh, And he actually said something that made an excellent point about this, and he said that the child's brain is not damaged. It's just wired for war, not relationships. And that was a real mic drop moment for me. Yeah, and he said it's not a damaged brain, it's an adaptive brain. Mm. And I was like, of course it is. Like, that just makes so much more sense. Why are we continuing this narrative that it is a damaged brain? So we can draw parallels here, the way our brains adapt when the external stimulus in our lives is constantly cup emptying, it it becomes our new normal, our brain adapts, we adapt for survival and we, we don't, our homeostasis resets for survival rather than thriving. Yeah. Yeah. We're living through. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying not. I always some like big claims don't, here. Don't throw in the philosophy. But Go I'm on, thinking, throw it's, We're living through. We're living within complete facticity, not our transcendence. So, the Sartrean view again is that we're simultaneously both. Our facticity is everything about us that is true up to this very moment. Everything that we've done, everything about us that we've experienced, where we are, that's our facticity, and our transcendence is our what we're going to do next, essentially. And we're never actually complete until we've got complete facticity until that. Day when we're we're no longer we're no longer here no more. It's only then that we're complete facticity, and it's only then that we actually have an essence. That's the that's how existentialism came came about because the existence actually precedes essence, not the other way around. But I'm boring the hell out of you. But essentially, what he's saying <laughs> you can see is, my eyes glazing over, and I was really totally trying were, not to. Totally were. <laughs> but in each moment, we are not just our facticity. We are, we are simultaneously our facticity. And our transcendence, what we choose to do next. There's like a mixture of the two yeah. in every situation. It's, so It's important point that you're making. Yeah, mm. I'm just saying it in a jargon-filled way that you, you're like... I need you to cupify these ideas yeah, okay. for me, yeah, okay. okay? So we're um, simultaneously so what's already in the cup yeah. and, the, and the will to fill. And the empty bit. So he just pointed to a half full cup that are on my page here that is purple. So it's clearly a mastery cup, my favourite. Why weren't you watching me? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just explain it for them. And right, so we're simultaneously both. And then you pointed to the bit that has self-confidence in it. We're the the entire cup. So we're the whole cup. Yeah, not just what's in the cup. We're the entire cup. And what's in it is through our experiences and things that's happened before up until this point. Our facticity. Yes. And what is left, the will to feel, is our potential. Yep which is what you called transcendence. transcendence. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. tying together. Look at us go. We're tying things together. So We should work together. We... <laughs> we'll give it a shot. So risk versus benefit is where we want to end on this, I think, mm. is, is that where we're talking about feeling the fear and, and doing it anyway, we're also thinking about let's feeling the fear and then do a risk-benefit analysis. And get really... yeah. 
That, that empties my freedom cup. Like, let's just do it. it It'll work out. Cup. Even planning this podcast. And he's like, let's write a few notes. Nah, we'll just turn it on. I wrote It'll lots of out. notes. It'll turn out. Um, yes, we're getting there. Uh, but I think that we need to recognize the risk in it. Do a, you know, like a kind of quick analysis in our head of like, what is the risk here? What is the benefit? Feel the fear. Is it warranted? Is it worth it? You know, if if I fail and my say mastery cup empties a bit, what what if? Yeah. What's the end of the world? And then what if? And then what if? And then what if? And then what if? Yeah, play the what if. Yeah, we just started mm. down a, a dangerous alley because some people play the what if game and they stop right in the middle and the worst part. Right. So what I'm, if I buy this house and it falls apart? Then I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> no, don't stop right That's there. That's not the end of the yeah, story. Yeah. Play yeah. it realistically and all the way through the end. Yeah. Um. Since I like talking about myself so much, what if I had have said? Well, what if I'd said yes to those fifty people, but I didn't weigh out the risk and benefit very well. I didn't prepare myself very well, and I actually wasn't ready to present to them well, and I failed. Yeah. Right. So, and then what if I fail? And and then in my yeah. like my what if where I was stopping at when I was referring. Yep other people to do the job was what if I fail yep. then I will be devastated or walk out of that room feeling so like so empty in my mm. mastery cup and no self-confidence at all and that was where I ended the story yep. and then colleagues around me and friends said no but then what if yep. then what's going to happen and likely you we'd only mm. just started dating I was a ball of fun then I would all I would have talked about was my next job. So this would have been, I think it was the first job that I did after we started dating. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you're on this journey with me. Right. Yeah. Chris doesn't remember much. No. No. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a terrible memory. I remember all the things. <laughs> and so, I have to take her word. Remember you said this. Damn it. I'm sure I, she's right. I know all the things. So this, and everyone around me was saying, but what if, keep, keep going with what if, then what? And then when I did play that all the way to the end, I was mm. like, oh, well, then I just get up and it's a new day and I study harder and I work harder mm. and and I have a growth mindset. I'm perfectly able to work out and self-reflect on how I went wrong and how I could fix it and I could keep going. And as it turned out, I smashed it. I absolutely nailed that presentation. Yeah. And, and, and a new baseline. And, yeah, and, and things really snowballed from around about then for yeah. a whole bunch of, you know, jumping in the deep end. And taking risks. So, and another one of the risks that I did almost exactly the same time was hire staff um, for the first time, and yep. another huge risk. And so, sometimes the benefit is, is is so astronomically worth it for creating a new normal for ourselves, for being able to feel these positive emotions associated with the full cup. And sometimes the risks aren't really that bad. Mm. When the risks are really bad, then sure, we're going to feel the fear and go, you know what, the risk is huge and the what if ends in, you know, all sorts of catastrophe. But a lot of the time when we have conversations with people that love us and and that we trust and that we play this all the way through, a lot of the time our fear is holding us back unnecessarily and potentially while we're protecting our cups, we're ultimately stopping it from being as full as it could be or we're emptying other cups. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's what I got to with the Will Smith story is that he, he realised that along his, you know, 400 pages throughout his life that he got to the end and he realised that that's what he was doing. He was favouring his mastery cup at the forsake of all his other cups. Yeah. You know? mm. And, and realise, I guess, I don't know if we've reiterated this point too, is 
just check. Uh, have you reached a homeostasis that actually isn't a full cup or that you can actually do more into? Just and what it might, might not feel. be all five cups. It might just be mm. one where you're going, you know what? Yeah, sorry, I'll cut you off. That doesn't happen very often. I've lost it. <laughs> okay, so but it might be, I think, my own, because uh, back to me, uh, my own homeostasis for a while before you forced me to take a holiday and get married was... Forced you to get married. <laughs> I think that's illegal. <laughs> You forced the holiday. I didn't mean it to sound like that. Was that my freedom cup was empty. All my other cups were full. Maybe. My safety cup is very small, so it didn't take much to fill that. So all my other cups were full. My freedom cup was my second biggest cup, but it was empty all the time. And that was my homeostasis. I dealt with having all my other cups relatively full of filling and my freedom cup detrimentally empty. And I didn't realize it. Until we were we were there, mm. until we were in Bali, and I had a massive amount of freedom, and I went. Oh, I think I remember oh, the moment. You, I remember yeah. watching you on the um, we're in Ubud having a coffee mm. over the overlooking on the terrace overlooking the street. Yep, that was it. And that was the out. moment, yeah. and I just went. Oh, you relaxed. I was like, hey, my, who is this? <laughs> who is this woman that I'm marrying <laughs> now? And I was like, my freedom cup hasn't been full in years. And so that did become – it reset my homeostasis yep. of, okay, I don't want to just survive here. I, I want to have more freedom. I want to have more autonomy. Mm. And what does that look like for me? And, and yep. sometimes it might be just creatively expressing myself or other times it might be actually having a break. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. It, it won't stop the world. No. So uh, back to the questions for you, peeps, playing along at home. And those questions are – what are the behaviours you're doing to protect your cups? Where is your homeostasis? Like draw your cups, draw the line in each of them. Have you got used to one cup being half full or all your cups being half full or some cups being full and some cups being empty? Where are you at? Uh, what do you want to change there? Mm. And what is the function of your fear? And is there room um, to feel the fear and do it anyway somewhere? Yep, sounds good. Got anything to add? I don't think so. Then we're signing off. I think we did it. All of the things on my pages are ticked off. Yeah. And that was a little bit ad hoc. We just had a few mm. ideas. Sandy wrote notes. My I notes. Wrote copious uh, notes. My notes is like a dot point. And I went, oh, yeah, the Will Smith book. <laughs> and that's all. So I fumbled a bit and Sandy Thanks was a bit more for formulated. for the ride. Someone prepared and someone didn't. Look, happy for you to be... <laughs> I wonder which one. Happy for you to be involved in this conversation. Actually, we'd really, really love you to be involved in this conversation. And do you know what? I am totally cool with this being a two-way conversation where you disagree with me. I love it when people disagree with me because it makes me think about and challenge what I've said um, and pull things together in a different way. You don't like um, it when I challenge you. No, you just... I just do what I'm you told. Just, please. Um, but they are allowed okay. to. Uh, so 0733 that is the number of our WhatsApp. And you can send us a little voice message or you can send us... Chris How did is... you remember that? You were a savant. <laughs> I always remember numbers. I thought you were looking at me quizzically because you haven't been checking the WhatsApp lately. No, no, I get the okay. messages. <laughs> All right, good. So um, please do jump on there. Shoot us a message. If you liked this, shoot us a message. Or we will pop a little uh, preview 
of it up on the socials somewhere. Um, so feel free to comment on Instagram or Facebook around that uh, and let us know what you thought or send us a WhatsApp, whatever. Just reach out, let us know you're listening and uh, and tell us what you thought, um, what your thoughts are. Give us a shout out where you're from too. Yes. Yeah. And please share stories if you have any to share. We would love to hear them. Um, we need we need ideas for a podcast too. So what do you want to hear about? Uh, what, what idea? What do you want us to copify? Um, please send us your thoughts and connect with us. So great to have you here. We'll catch you next time. Bye. If you want to know more about the Phoenix Cups, be sure to jump on to phoenixcups.com.au. There you'll find the quiz to help you determine your cups profile, as well as all our resources, including our book, The Phoenix Cups, The Cup Filling Story. And remember to stay connected with us on all the socials. Happy Happy cup cup filling! filling. (laughs) That's so nerdy. So nerdy.